Hi, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Voices of Highland podcast. I'm your host, Frank Lipsky. And my guest in studio today is Ryan Sotman. He's the owner of Just For You Insurance here in Highland, and he's located just around the corner from the square on Broadway. And so, Ryan, welcome into the studio. Thanks for having me, Frank. Oh, it's my pleasure, as always. So let's start out. Why don't you just tell the listeners a little bit about you? Where did you grow up and, and kind of where are you from? Yeah, so I, I grew up actually here in Highland, just a little past Blue Springs. And uh, now we I've moved back out there. And uh, But been in Highland ever since I was five years old. Went to high school here in Highland. And I, I just love the community. Don't want to go anywhere else. I think it's, it's, a, it's a hidden gem that I wish it wasn't so hidden so everybody knew about it, how good it was. <laughs> So tell me about your business, Just For You Insurance. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we have been in business for three and a half years now. We have, we're right next to, like you said, just right next to Broadway, or, or on Broadway, right next to the square, right next to Pulse Performance. We have been in there in the office. I initially, when I initially started, I kind of worked out of the house for the first year. And then, uh, but we are been there in the building for um, two and a half years now, I guess two and a half years now. So. Things are going good. It's me and Rachel in the office. You know, me and her work side by side on everything. And we also have Alyssa who works from home. And uh, she, you know, you might, some of our clients get emails from her, but it's us three right now. And, uh, you know, things are going good. We're growing and we're, we're through the early stages. So we're, we're getting to the point where, you know, things are, are getting a little more comfortable and things are looking good for the agency so far. So what kind of services do you provide? What types of insurance? Yeah, so great question. We mostly specialize in writing the home and auto side. So personal lines, um, your home and auto, your term policy, you know, coverage for your ring, coverage for your toys, you know, things like that, RVs, things of that nature. That's mostly what we specialize in. That's what we are really, really good at. Being an independent agent, you know, so we have a bunch of different carriers uh, that fit your exact needs. So I assume if somebody is a customer with you, maybe they came in and did their RV, and they just happen to need some kind of business insurance or something that you don't necessarily do all the time, you can still help them with those things? Yeah, you're exactly right. So in an insurance, there's businesses, typical businesses, that your main street business, that are, that are very easy to write. Every carrier wants them, and you're going to get a good rate with any carrier you go to. Those businesses, we'll help them all day long. Um, some of the more complex stuff, we have referral partners that we work with to make sure, because we don't have the best rates for those scenarios. And uh, we want to be able to make sure that our clients are getting the best experience, best rates possible. And so we have referral partners if we don't think we have a good fit to be able to pass along with. So that's a great point. I guess the better way to look at that is it's not that you don't have the ability to write any kind of plan, but there are certain things that you're better at or another agency just does a lot more of. And so it's better to refer them to get the best thing for the customer. Correct. And that's one of the things I'm really, really big about. I want, the, I want it to be a good client experience no matter what we do. So if, if we can't offer the best client experience, then I, I think it's something that we need to look into passing on somewhere else. If somebody, I know with when you mentioned toys, I've had my share of different four-wheelers and RVs and things. And I know that's something that you tend to just kind of, you know, you might have your insurance company you've been with for 20 years or whatever it is. But when you're shopping for things like RVs and four-wheelers and you tend to just kind of throw it out to a bunch of agencies to get price quotes. So is that something that obviously if I come to you and say, I have this motorhome, you know, you're going to shop that and come back with the best deal, just like they would with any other agency, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yep. 
um, every carrier's, you know, there's carriers that love riding the motorhomes, that love riding the toys. So even though your home and auto might be with somebody else, you know, your your toys, your four-wheelers, you're going to be with another carrier that absolutely loves riding that stuff. So let's go back a little bit. Did you know you wanted to be in insurance, you know, when you were like in fifth grade, like the people that know they want to be a firefighter or a police officer? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, no. So whenever I was in kindergarten, I knew exactly insurance was for me. <laughs> Not exactly. Uh, I actually have a degree in education. I went through my, went through college and whatnot with degree and education. Whenever I got to actually do my student teaching, I realized this is not for me. <laughs> Finished my degree, got into some other uh, industries in sales. I liked selling. I liked, I liked helping people. Ended up coming across insurance, uh, started working for State Farm. Okay, so to this point, you went through school. You had the heart of a teacher, obviously, which... Uh, I know in common, we both enjoy the teaching of Dave Ramsey and financial peace. And that's one of Dave's biggest things is, you know, anybody that he works with needs to have the heart of a teacher, you know, the best outcome for the student or the customer is what we're looking for. So you decide that, you know, you enjoy insurance, you're working for an agency. What made you decide to say, you know, I need to move on and open my own business? Well, and there, and there's the thing I've always been even when I was in high school, college, I've always been wanting to be an entrepreneur, wanting to have my own business. So got into insurance and I was in insurance for about three years and I realized the opportunity was there to be able to start my own insurance agency. So I basically went from, and before I got used to working with somebody and actually making money under somebody else, I went from making no money under somebody else to continue just to make no money working on my own business. <laughs> Until, uh, so I didn't want to get comfortable and then have to start from scratch again. So I just went and started my own thing, started my agency. I didn't buy into an agency. I actually started my own business um, from scratch, So, it, uh, which some people think you're crazy for doing anymore. But, but we did it, and things are going good. So, yeah, I know that's interesting. I have actually quite a few friends that had insurance businesses as part of their family business, you know, and they just kind of, oh, I'm just going to go into the family business. And they, a couple of them were really good at selling insurance, but they actually got to a point where they had a desire to do something else, to be more entrepreneurial, you know, not just take over the family business. So uh, it's interesting that that was, that you saw that was your vehicle to not only be an entrepreneur, but also to do something you loved. And that's the main thing is like, I just realized that it was the, the vehicle uh, for me to be an entrepreneur and also just to help people. Uh, it wasn't, it's not that insurance is, is the most exciting thing in the world. But helping people is the exciting part of it. Yeah, absolutely. What, what do they say about insurance? You know, it's one of those things you, you don't really care about it until you need it. Exactly. So let's uh, talk a little bit about, I know one of your big sort of crusades is the whole idea of whole life insurance policies versus term policies. And for those listeners out there that know who Dave Ramsey is, they know that's equally as important to Dave. Uh, my wife and I actually facilitated uh, courses with our church for several years of financial peace. Um, we were able to go through the program many years ago, actually, and it, it's just been amazing. So shout out to Dave, first of all, if, uh, if you don't know who he is, go check out Dave Ramsey. But, but what's uh, sort of the mindset behind that? Do you want to talk a little bit about, you know, that whole, whole life versus uh, term insurance? So whole life is, is there to me, in my opinion, you know, and, and Dave Ramsey agrees, uh, whenever I first discovered Dave Ramsey, that's what, 
what made me want to start leaning towards doing my own thing uh, and not have anybody tell me what I needed to sell or what I didn't need to sell. Not a big fan of, of whole life and that I wasn't a big fan of whole life. And uh, so I, I, my, my thought process is just do a term policy and then invest the rest. Now, if you're making gobs and gobs of money and, and you've exhausted all of your investment opportunities, then whole life could be an option for you. But uh, in most situations, I think term life and invest the rest is, is, will outweigh, the numbers will outweigh itself every time. So for those that might not know, can you explain a little bit about what a whole life policy is versus, I mean, term, obviously, most people know it's for a set term and you just pay a set fee. But right. how does whole life, how would that kind of policy differ from that? So a whole life doesn't end until you die, basically. And that's, that's the comfort is in the whole life policy is, yeah, you might be paying, you know, for the exact same amount of coverage, you pay four times the amount for, for the whole life policy until the day you die. When in, in fact, so people don't like the fact that the term policy will end, um, but you might only be paying 15 bucks or 20 bucks for a term life policy, whereas a whole life policy, you might be paying 100 bucks a month and uh, for this or more for the same coverage. So people are scared. They want the fact, the comfort that it's always going to be with you. But the thing is, is whenever you're 80 years old and you have your house paid off, you have or even earlier, you know, 60-something, 70-something, hopefully you've done good and, and have your house paid off, and you really don't have a need for a death benefit because you have your t- retirement saved up. Um, so what? why do you need a life insurance policy at that point? So really the idea there is that you should have your term life policy set up at a point where, you know, you won't need it. Once the term is up, whether that's a 30-year term or whatever, that you'll be at a point in life where you won't need that. And I know the concern that I've had people say is, well, what if I had some kind of thing happen in my life and I needed another 10 years, you know, before I could get the house paid off or whatever? You can ultimately buy an additional term policy as well, right? Yep, you can always do that. You know, you, the, it's the ideal, let's say you get a 30-year policy whenever you're in your, when you're 30. You know, you, that, that thing's going to expire at the age of 60. And uh, you might not have your house completely paid off yet. But the thing is, is whenever you're probably pretty close to paying your ho- house off at that point. If not, it's got a lower amount. So you really don't, might not need that full $500,000 term policy at the age of 60. Maybe you only need 100000 now at that time. So you're going to be able to, you'll pay less, you know, you're, you're going to pay more at that age, but the, it, it won't be as big of a, what, a, what you're paying for a $500,000 policy or something along those lines. And now when they talk about a term policy is, I think I remember hearing, is it, is it something about 10 times your income as the number, or is it something different when you're kind of looking initially at what you should have? Basically to cover 10 years, you know, you, you want to cover for your spouse and, and for your kids, you know, and it all, it all depends. The safe numbers, 10 years worth of income, uh, you know, but then you got to factor in if you want to pay for college, you know, in, in that scenario, uh, you want to leave a legacy as well. So, but safe number, 10 years. And of course, that's if, if somebody comes in and talks with you, you're going to sit down and look at all these factors, obviously. Exactly. So Ryan, I want to shift gears again a little bit. A lot of people who listen to our show are, are business owners themselves or they're interested in entrepreneurship and, and running a business. So let's talk a little bit about your business. And, you know, when you first started, you said you've been about two and a half years in the actual brick and mortar store. Prior to that, you were working in your house. What would you say is the biggest struggle 
that you've had to overcome through those years of starting the agency and getting things going and sort of getting up and running? Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and really in the beginning, it's just the, the income, you know, it's a slow insurance is not something that you make a lot of money on in the beginning. Obviously, you know, it takes a while for that income to start to build up. So that was the, that was the hardest part. Other than that, um, I've kind of already had a pretty good idea on how to sell insurance, how to produce. So whenever I started my own, it was just waiting out that time frame. You know, I, I was able to get things rolling. Uh, that was mostly the biggest struggle. So if you had uh, somebody who was looking at getting into insurance or starting their own agency, what kind of advice would you give them? I mean, obviously, have your financial buffer um, so that you're able to, you know, carry yourself and not be stressed while you're, you know, trying to build the business. But what else would you sort of give them as far as advice? And I'm an open book. So I, I don't take that. I don't take the mentality of uh, your competition. I don't want to share my advice with you. I'm willing to share anything. I'll, I'll show you my QuickBooks. You know, I'll, I'll show you everything. I, it doesn't bother me. So anybody that wanted to ever talk about that opportunity, I'd be happy to help them start their own insurance agency and, and whatnot. Biggest things is make sure, you know, if you're, if you're good at what you're doing and you're producing good numbers as an insurance agent and wanted to start your own, start now, you know, be, while you're not making any money <laughs> like I did and uh, just, it just continue not making money. You know, basically you're just, staying the same income, but you started your own thing and now you have value in your own business. So on a personal note, you know, you have a family now and you have kids, right? What are the struggles, you know, related to everybody thinks that when you own your own business, like life is wonderful and you don't have a care in the world. I mean, what are the things that you've had to deal with, you know, from a personal standpoint when you were struggling to build everything up? So, I, I kind of take a different approach as, from what other business owners might. Um, the perception is you start a business, you get to go on vacations, do all this stuff, and, and live the, the fabulous life of a business owner, right? Um, then reality comes around and, and you realize you're actually working 80 hours a week and, and things of that nature and, and no time for vacation. One thing I've made sure that I've done is I've kind of always treated my job as a normal 40 hour a week. I feel that most businesses, if you are good with your time and you have good time management, there's no reason you cannot create a successful business between the hours of eight and four or nine to five. Because when that evening rolls around, like you said, I have, I have three of my own. So those evenings are very, very important to me. And these are nights that I'm never going to get back again. I've always made it very, very important to be able to spend that time with my family instead of staying at the office till 10 o'clock at night and not getting to tuck them in at night. Talking to many business owners in the long run, when you look back at it, how much extra revenue were you able to create in the, you know, in those nights that you stayed late? I mean, we all know there's the rare occasion. You just, you got to get something done, but the people that routinely put the business in front of the family uh, definitely can take its toll after a period of time. I'm sure I could have, my agency has, could have grown faster than what it has. But I'm okay with that. I know the growth is going to be there. Uh, I'm okay. You know, time, time to me, money is not the most valuable asset. To me, time is the most valuable asset. So whenever I'm working, I want to make sure I'm being as efficient with my time as possible. When I'm not working, I want to make sure I'm focused on my, on my family. So when you're not working at the agency or hanging out with the family, what else do you like to do? You got any hobbies? Oh, I'm a typical insurance agent. I love to golf. 
<laughs> no, yeah, hanging with the family, um, even outside, you know, so we, our family, we, we are very tight knit, you know, we're, we go out to eat on the weekends, not just, um, you know, with my mom and dad, my aunt and uncles. And, you know, we actually have a, they call it, our friends call it a compound where we, we have about five houses that we're all, all family around these five houses. So, uh, we're always all hanging out. You know, it's it's just uh, it's a big old family gathering almost every single weekend. It seems like, man, that's awesome. My wife's family were the same way. We moved to Highland. It's been almost well over twenty years now, I guess. But uh, you know, I'm not from here and moved here, and it's been great because her entire family's here, and we have the same thing. I'm sure you have then some of those violent card games or board games uh, that go on where certain people just can't lose, right? Lately, it's been violent uh, go-kart racing. Oh, nice. <laughs> so you have to ask Sean Horseman about that one. All right, we'll do that. <laughs> so from the standpoint of building a business, because that's something that, you know, we all tend to struggle with time to time is, you know, how do I keep the, the customers coming in? How do I do my advertising? How do I get the word out there? Uh, you know, because nobody knows our businesses there the way we do. You know, we tend to think that you put the sign up on the wall and everybody knows you're there. And that's just not the case. What kind of things have you consciously done to grow your business in these last several years? There are several things that I kind of look at that kind of contributed to or attributed to my success, embracing technology, you know, and and setting yourself apart from the rest of the competition. And this was some of the things that also helps me get referrals as well. Instead of calling people and going over coverage over the phone, they don't have a visual that I can't really see stuff. But I do a quote video where it's me. They see me, I say hello, you know, and I, and they can, and on the screen, I have their coverages right there. And I, and I can going, I'm going step by step, line by line through their coverages with them. Whenever I'm presenting that quote, that is, people are loving that. A lot of times that will, people will go with us, even if we have, might, might even be a little bit higher price, but they like the value that we presented. And then, so they go with us. And then, um, uh, the, and then it also gets them talking, the buzz, you know, it gets kind of a little bit of buzz. Uh, gets them talking about us and then giving us a uh, referral as well. So what types of technology tools are you using to be able to do that? So there's, it doesn't really require a whole lot to do like the video quotes and whatnot. All it does is take about a $40 mic, uh, a little webcam, and basically just record yourself. We have our website. Basically, we record off from our website, and then uh, it embeds a code or whatever, and you just send the link to the video, and then the, the client can check it out. So that's going to show your face and the audio. How are you actually capturing the screen where you're walking them through the line items? It, our, our website captures the screen. So it, it captures me in the bottom. I'll be, I, can, I pull myself up to the front and as, as the full screen. Then I minim, minimize myself and I go down to the bottom right screen and then they see what's going on on my screen. So they see everything there. Okay, so this technology then is a web-based system that's something that's proprietary to your agency? So our website, does that for us and uh, it's a it's a website the website designer developer they specialize for insurance agencies and then the other thing is and what that all comes back down to really is communication communication is huge and i i i think it's the number one thing to attribute to my the success that the agency has had so far always making sure you know so if you have referral partners and people send you business Make sure to communicate with them to let them know how that referral is going. You know, keep in touch with them that things are on pace or they went with you or, or uh, just a, a say thank you. You know, 
um, and ask for Google reviews. That's another really big one. I, we're pretty adamant about asking for Google reviews, and it makes a really, really good difference for our agency. So if you Google just for you insurance right now, we're not going to be the top three. I'm working on trying to be the top three, but it takes a little bit of time to get there, you know, through background, Google analytics and all that stuff. But we do get calls on a regular basis saying they found us on Google. The reason why they went with us was because we had our Google reviews higher than most in the, in the area. So let's, let's dig into that a little bit um, because that's something that I know a lot of people, everybody understands Google, but how do you physically tell someone, hey, leave us a Google review? Because a lot of people don't understand that they can even do reviews on Google. Can you talk a little bit about that and explain that for the other business owners that are listening? Super easy to do. A lot of people don't realize how easy this is. It's just little tricks, tricks that you start to learn over time. Google your business. Find your business on Google. Hopefully you have it listed and, and you've, you've been in and created your own Google My Business, Google My Business account. Let's jump in and explain that too, because I know the way that works is you go on Google and you do have to have a, a Gmail or a Google account. You can create one for free. And then you put in your business information. They're actually going to mail you a code that actually comes to your brick and mortar business or to your home. And then that's what actually is the two-way authentication so that they know you're the person doing it. So that might take a week or so uh, to kind of get that ball rolling. So once they have the Google My Business, then that's going to allow them to go in and, and add things, right? Like pictures and things like that. Correct. So th- so that becomes, that's whenever your business really starts becoming real in the online world. So you have that. And then if you were just the consumer, you click write a review. When you click write a review, there's a little box that's going to pop up and leave your five-star rating and, and type comments in there. That has a individual URL. All you have to do as you as the business owner, you copy that URL, paste it in an email. And, and this is after, you know, you, you've wrote the business or you've done whatever and you've, they've had a good experience. Anytime a client has good experience is whenever you need to hit them with asking for a review. Don't feel like you shouldn't ask them for a review. That's plenty fine. Anybody, any business that has a ton of reviews, they're asking for reviews. Reviews aren't something that just happened naturally. It's something because the, the business is making a conscious effort to get the reviews. So you enter, paste that URL in there, and then all they have to do is click that URL, give you a, click whatever, you know, the five-star rating, and then type a little something in there. Very, very easy to do. You want to make it as convenient as possible for the client. And make sure, last tip on the Google reviews, you get that Google review. Make sure, no matter what review it is, make sure you respond to it. Every review has to have, needs to have a response. Just saying thank you. Make each response unique to the person. So, Ryan, what would you say is the best part about owning your brick-and-mortar business here in Highland and being part of the business community? Like I said before, I just love Highland. The, uh, the atmosphere, the how how great Highland is with the, some of their community events and whatnot. And, and I'm always, I'm huge into football. So uh, that's one thing I, that I love is being able to, as a business owner, is, is being able to be a part of the things that you love. Don't just do things just because you think it could generate business for you, but do things because you enjoy doing them. And uh, so we have player of the game, just for you insurance is player of the game. On Friday nights, you know, we honor the, me and Jim, work together on figuring out who earns the player of the game the week before. And then we, and then each player gets a little trophy that shows their stat line and we honor them, you know, every week, every home game we honor between the first and second quarter, we honor 
player of the games throughout the week. So I'm there anyways. So I love watching Highland football. So I don't miss a home game. So I'm there already. I love the games. I love being involved with the, the athletes. They absolutely love these player of the games. So. So where can people go to see those? Is that on your Facebook page or? Yeah, you know, I I was really really good in the beginning with with the business with sharing on Facebook. I don't as much anymore, but there there are player of the games on Facebook. I try to make sure I do it once a week, you know. But uh, yeah, that's something I need to get better on. <laughs> well, you know, I think also that kind of shows your character. I mean, your your main purpose is to highlight that athlete and to make them feel good. It's not about your business or the business name. I mean, it just happens to be that your business allows you the ability to do that, but that's not your primary goal. Correct. So Ryan, I know uh, in our case and most of the business owners that I've interviewed here on the show, social media tends to play a big part, especially in a small town like Highland. Uh, I like to call it a small, big town, Um, you know, and social media is definitely something that helps. Is that something you've leveraged a little bit to get your name out there and get people to understand what you're all about? Without a doubt, without a doubt. Facebook played a really large part in the business whenever I first started. Rachel in the office has been good about sharing stuff. Uh, I would like to make things a little more personable where we're on video, you know, creating some video content out there. Whenever I first started, we created, I was creating, of course, I had plenty of time, uh, you know, with the amount of clients that I had in the beginning, but I was creating videos uh, probably once a week, uh, just going over the coverages. And uh, it got to the point where people, we're waiting for that those those videos, uh, and whenever I start getting a little bit busier, I missed a week. And the very next week at church, oh, after church, someone goes, "Hey, where's your video? I haven't seen one this week." And that's when I realized, man, that's really that was really powerful. And just because you know, a lot of people think that people are scared to do video, or they think it's going to be boring. And insurance is boring, <laughs> you know. Let's be honest, insurance is boring. But I still created the videos. Because I knew that even if they watched it for two seconds, as they're scrolling through their Facebook feed, they're seeing me. My goal is whenever they, when someone thinks of insurance, I want my face, you know, it sounds weird to say, but I want my face to be the image that pops in their head. Anytime you think of anything, an image is going to pop in your head. What is that image? And I wanted it to be me. So you want your client base to picture you whenever, they, when, you, when they think of that, uh, of the type of business that you're in. And that's, that's my, that was my main goal. I knew everybody wasn't watching my three-minute videos talking about liability. <laughs> but they might have watched two seconds of it, and that was enough for me. Well, I noticed, too, and again, I haven't, I'll admittedly, I, I normally don't go through different insurance companies' websites and compare one to the other. I mean, normally, unless I'm looking for a quote, I might do something like that. But I noticed that your site has a blog where you have a lot of just informational stuff, you know, just common sense where, well, I say common, it's not always so common. I mean, to, to you, it's common and you know the information, but the, like earlier when we talked about term life versus whole life, I, I think you have an entire article where you kind of talk about that. Correct. Has that blog been something that you've noticed uh, that your customers tend to enjoy? Yeah. So uh, blogs are for business owners. You know, it, it is something that I think every business owner should be doing. I, I want to warn people that when you write a blog, it's going to take time. So it takes a while for Google to start really picking up on it. I've had blogs where I've written that it has taken, it was, I wrote, wrote one blog a year ago and I've had two people now that have reached out for me. It was, it was a blog about why I got into insurance. And I've had two people now come across from the, all, all across the country 
that reached out to me and saying, hey, I'm thinking about starting my own independent insurance agency as well. Is there any advice you can help me with? And so, and we actually have one, somebody from Maine is actually starting their insurance agency and I kind of helped them get, get their feet, put them in contact with people to, to help get their ball rolling for them. And uh, so it's kind of exciting to just, just know that when you're blogging, uh, it's a very important tool. It helps with Google Analytics. It's the tortoise and the hare type thing, you know. So you're the tortoise when you're the blog, uh, when you're writing blogs, but it's something that's really good to be doing. Yeah, and I know from my personal experience, you know, Google indexes those with a whole bunch of different things. It's not just how many words it is or how many people viewed it. Uh, you can't just put garbage up there and expect that it's going to become this viral uh, thing. It needs to be a good, high-quality article, whether five people read it or 5,000. Exactly. And my main thing is don't let it be the fact that it's uh, high-quality or not high-quality. Don't let that be the fact that holds you back from blogging. Blog no matter what. If it's garbage, <laughs> just put it up there. It, it's practice, you know. So, uh, you know, professional athletes, they're not good overnight. It takes the practice, just like video takes practice. Blogging takes practice as well. Don't be afraid to put it up there. You're going to not be, just embrace the suck uh, <laughs> for a while, and you will get better at it. Some content is better than no content at all, always, 100% of the time. Yeah, well, and like they say, you know, perfection is the enemy of great. You know, and oftentimes we try to make everything so perfect, we never get anything out. And in reality, you know, sometimes good enough is good enough. Right. And I can say that. I'm saying all this, but I also need to practice what I preach as well. <laughs> I think we all need to do that. Just about the time you learn the newest technology, what happens? There's another technology out there. So, Ryan, if someone who's been listening to the podcast and they've made it all the way here to the end of the show, uh, what do they need to do to get in touch with you? What are the best ways they can reach out either to just learn more about the business or to actually get quotes and things like that? So like I said, anybody want to ever talk business, I'm always, uh, or want to throw out some ideas at me and, and run through some ideas to help grow your business. Always happy to do that. Our agency line is 618-205-5300. You can call that line. You can text that line as well. The exact same line there. Or just for you, ins.com. And that's the number four. And then the email is ryan at justforyouins.com as well. The number four there too. All right, Ryan, thanks for coming on the show. That was really informative. I've really enjoyed spending time with you. And I know you and I, honestly, for in full transparency, we met about a month ago at the ribbon cutting for our business, Bailout Escape Rooms. And I knew you and I had a lot of things in common with regard to how we looked at customers and sort of how we treated our businesses all the way through the technology. So I've really enjoyed spending this time with you and kind of learning some of the nerdy stuff that you've implemented there uh, at your business. Thanks a lot, Frank, for having me on. Grateful to be on here and, and uh, just appreciate the opportunity. All right. Thanks. Have a great day. You too.